Welcome to the Cosmic Brew Show! Yeah, you know, that was uh, that was kind of a bluesy type of one, the entry there. Kind of like... You know, man, I- I've been working with my singing, so I got this bluesy voice that's just sort of developing, man, and it, it, it's you're going to see me out on stage in Memphis. Shout out Andrew Buckner, great, great artist out in... Uh, I don't know where he's at, but he uh, he and <laughs> stage, and I'm gonna just sing it away. Well, when they do um, e true Hollywood stories on us, cause they're they're definitely gonna talk about the way that we prepare for shows. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> you know why though? Because it's it's playoffs. We don't need we don't need yes. plans. We're watching cause. every second of every single game, and it's magnificent. It is, man. The, the, I don't know if you noticed the because the, the producers they they rewrite our headlines, you know. And so if we ever have a really bad headline and we're on dead spin, it's Dan Bespris's okay. fault. Uh, but the the second round is the best round, and and that's what we've been doing. Uh, watching some crazy second round basketball. Um, I, I, this is actually the first time in a really long time that I felt like. Kind of like you know, you you look forward to doing something, and it's it's just so great. And then you kind of in the middle of all of that greatness, and you're like, it can't be any more great than this. And you just kind of almost get diminishing returns on the greatness. <laughs> and it's like an overflow, maybe too much ice cream. You know, you go to your favorite theme park, ride the ride five hundred times. You know, you know it's uh, it's you been know fun. It's like man. that is the first time that you go to an all you can eat pancake thing. Because what you quickly, oh. what you quickly realize is you paid you paid a decent amount of money, but pretty cheap for all you can eat. But then you realize you can only eat so many pancakes. I mean, it's, there's certain things that you can eat a ton of, but pancakes aren't really one of them. You only like what, what's your record for pancakes, cause and still like being able to function in the day, like an average. Yeah, let's not let, let's go like in your youth when it wouldn't hurt okay, you for three probably days. Probably like a, an average size pancake. I probably could knock down about six of them. I mean, you know, if I if I, yeah, probably about six. There's only so they, they expand in your stomach too much. You know, they just you just can't eat that many. That is the worst feeling in the world when you've eaten too many pancakes and they start yeah. expanding. Because then you're like, I need to get some yeah. liquid in me, and you start the liquid and then it hits the pancake and that acts as like you've seen like a sponge that's really dry when you hit it with water and it starts to expand now you that you've just got just you got a mega pancakes inside of you it's it is not good i i i can probably eat about six but um but i'm at a stage in my life cause if i eat too much it's just not good anything like if you eat if i eat anything anything, it's it's like oh there goes the rest of that day (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah. I, need, I need a nap at a chiropractor. It's <laughs> depressing. Uh, young people listening to the show, just keep doing yeah. what you're doing. You know, keep eating Jack in the Box at three in the morning. You know, in copious amounts. You're like that one dude ordered sixteen dollars worth of Jack in the Box. Keep doing that stuff because you're not going to be able to 16, do it the rest of your life. Uh, playoffs. Sixteen bucks of Jack in the Box tacos alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because you got to order the dinner stuff, and then you got to order the breakfast stuff. Because you know it's two a.m. You need the breakfast stuff too. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. So uh, let's let's start with uh, 
let's start with the damn Boston Celtics because first of all, I, I do I need to just own this cause I, I we rarely disagree on basketball matters. We do, and I feel like when we do, it's a great event because it's it, it's like um, what is it Holmes versus Frazier is the big fight back in the day. Um, <laughs> you won, you won cause, and and it's because Kyrie Irving and I'm just going to hot take uh-huh. land here. Kyrie Irving is everything that I thought we said he was throughout the year yeah. with the leadership. And Mar- I know Marcus Smart came out and was like, ah, it's not that, you know, with his quote. And then uh, Nate Jones, who works within the uh, basketball industry on the player agent side, was like, Marcus Smart would never, ever, under any circumstance, say anything bad about a teammate, <laughs> ever. <laughs> like... Hey guys, that you're running with this headline and like trying to throw some doubt into the equation. No, no, <laughs> this is not it. So um, that was really tough to watch. I just, I mean, I threw a bet down on the final game, Boston plus nine, and I knew I was going to lose it. <laughs> like, I, I, I said so when I tweeted yeah. my bets. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to lose this because they have no dignity. And um, but here you go. Boston plus nine. I mean, how do you how do you not take that? And uh, yeah. so yeah, no, that's uh, that's I, it for them. Uh, I want to get your thoughts though on the series, guys. Um, you know, this was just, just the culmination of um, this is where the business side of basketball gets in the way of regular basketball, and um, you know, with people being promised minutes and this and that, and when you have a coach that isn't necessarily in charge of everything of what he's supposed to be or what he's allowed to do. Um, this is what happens. You get, you know, resentments and, you know, guys that shouldn't be on the floor or on the floor. And, um, it was just a mess. Um, you know, it, it Kyrie Irving had a lot to do with it. Um, I don't know, you know, somebody's going to pay him his money. But I don't know how you can sit back and watch this series. The, the funniest thing I thought was in this presser afterwards, and they asked him something about being disappointed, and he said, well, this is really no time to be disappointed. It's not? You, you, you just you, – when, when would you become disappointed, Kyrie? You just got rolled for the last two games. You gotta, he, you gotta is he a it? classic contrarian? <laughs> Like, I mean, like is he just a contrarian? Like, it, like where he's just gonna like whatever the you know those people out there that no matter what you say to them, so you can just toy with them. If you want them to right. say one thing, you just say the other thing. Right? Is he one of them? Because that's crazy. It was crazy. I'm listening to it. I just, I mean, I was, I was shocked that like Charles and Kenny and them didn't jump all over it. I was dying laughing. I couldn't believe he said that. You know, but. It was it was a mess. He he wants to play a certain way, um, and the way he wants he I think ideally he would love to play in a D'Antoni James Harden's uh, uh, system. Oh God! But the problem with him is that you know it's really hard for a little guy to dominate very difficult series. He doesn't have the body to to get through a lot of the punishment that James Harden gets through. And when you get to a playoff game and you have a dedicated defensive team with enough, you know, six, six guys that can 
keep you in check. It's just really hard to dominate. So I don't know what – I'm sure he's going to get it. I mean, the Knicks will give him whatever he wants, you know. Um, if I was Brooklyn, I would probably not have him as plan A because you're really just putting him – even if you let whoever is a free agent there go, I think I think Russell's a free agent. But He's a restricted free agent, I believe. But then you um, still you still have, you know, Karis LeVert, and you know you still have guys that need the ball there. So who are less talented, you know, than Tatum and um and Brown? So you're really not helping. You're not you're taking them into a situation that's very similar to Boston, but with less talent. So I mean, he he's something else. I really don't. I don't. I, I just. <laughs> We we should footnote this kind of point is like the the bad habits players bring into playoff series. Um, James Harden is what we'll talk about the Warriors and the the Rockets later. Like these these guys can't turn off the bad habits at these critical times. It, it just completely crushes their yeah. teams. And um, no, you, you said it. Yeah, Kyrie. You that said guy. it. You said it last week about it, it. It actually enhances when you're when you're stressed. You, you fall back on what you do. You know, you, you can play. If you do something for, you know, 90% of the time, and then you realize, oh, that's wrong, let me change it. And now, when the stress comes, that's when you, you fall back on what's comfortable. And he falls back on really bad one-on-one basketball, no real concern for the flow of the game. That's what really I think is crazy. It's like he has no, like, really real understanding of what's needed at the time when he takes these bad shots and that is really disturbing yeah watching them um you know it, it's it's i mean it's really bad basketball and um it, it's just sort of it pervades the whole team and you know you got a guy like al horford there um sort of settling things down a little bit um but like li- almost every single guy you go up and down that roster and they all were playing individual basketball without any context of team ball. Um, Jason Tatum, I'm really happy with my pre-draft prediction on him that his first season might be his best season in the NBA. I don't know. Um, well, we might disagree there, but... Well, I, I don't know that it's going to happen because, I mean, that's a wild prediction for the you know in the first place. Um, when I was watching it, I kind of thought he was... Kind of like Melo, and he's getting those comparisons, actually. I thought he might just be a kind of overweight NBA player, and that hasn't turned out to be the case. Um, he, he's definitely uh, thin, though his his physicality hasn't been uh, climbing the, the charts. That was my point kind of behind that his first year might be his best year, is that I thought physically he might just peak out in that, in that rookie season. Um but his style of play, Jalen Brown's style of play, Gordon Hayward's style of play, those three, and Marcus Morris sometimes was just chucking these crazy shots. It was really tough yeah. to watch. Um, yeah, you can only really you can only have those kind of guys that have that, that kind of similar game if you're going to play in a crazy ball movement, player movement offense with lots of off the ball screens and stuff like that. And, I, and, you know, the thing, you know, we talked, we've talked about it with Tyron Lou. You know, we don't really know what kind of a coach he is, you know, without LeBron. Well, neither, neither yeah, the Lakers neither, now. They, nor will they. Nor will they. But I think Stevens, given the opportunity, would put them 
in something you know more spursy and or you know to to um to use that term but you know that's not what Kyrie wants that wasn't what was going to keep him happy so instead you have this kind of you know one guy with the ball and those guys need to touch the ball not shoot the ball but they need to touch the ball and when you go in the NBA when you are a player used to being the star at some point in your life and you go five six possessions and you never even touch the ball when you get it it, it, you're going to make a terrible decision because you don't think you're ever going to get the ball again. So that's basically what what's happened to the Celtics all year long. And uh, and and I want I want to listen. Yeah. The Bucks are really really good. The, the Bucks are a really yeah. I was going to say we're going to we're going to pivot to the Bucks here in a second. Um, one last thing though, what does this do for Boston and Danny Ainge and the treasure chest of assets that they had? You know, yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna lose Kyrie probably, um, and good rid good riddance. I think yeah. I don't think there's like a rat's ass chance in hell that he stays. No, no, I, I, no. I think that Boston will send whatever moving truck, whatever he needs to help him go to his next place. I think if they're smart, they'll they'll help him out with that. Um, so yeah, and and now look look at I mean it's not like they they don't have anything but I mean now they're going to be looking at bringing in Anthony Davis and you know yeah I, Anthony Davis is what like a top ten NBA player now like yeah. top five ten I mean ten I'll, yeah I'll exactly ten. ten yeah I mean ten ten with a good amount of mileage um, pretty good inj- injury history and that'd be putting it generously and. Yeah. The decline, I mean, amazing you can do, but, you know, the decline physically is, it's, so where are they, where are they at? That that whole, cut or um, Anthony Davis situation will be something to watch over the summer because uh, David Griffin is trying to make a play to keep him in New Orleans. But let's talk Bucks because these guys are, um, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of love. Charles Barkley picked them to win it all. Um, and I, you know, I would laugh at Charles's predictions, but I think he was in early on the Mavs back in the day. Um, oh, when they beat the Lakers, he was all, so sometimes yeah, he, he was all over that. It, well, I think he was on them to, to win the championship too. Um, so I don't always not listen to Charles. <laughs> well, some of these playoff things when they're actually watching every game, they they become a lot more um, accurate. Because you could tell they've been like, all over the Kyrie stuff. I'll say that. Um, I mean, well, that kind of that kind of player, that kind of player insight. They're they're usually always right with that. But I'm just about like predictions and stuff. Because you can tell that during the season they're only watching basketball on Thursdays. You know, maybe Kenny Smith gets a couple of games in, but Shaq and Shaq and Shaq and Charles have not watched one basketball game. <laughs> Until they how, how can Shaq watch any basketball games with all the ads he's running? That's I mean, true. it's just like physically impossible. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, Bucks. Let's talk yeah, Bucks because yeah. they're. Um, I mean, so yeah. I've I basically I've been putting cash on on Toronto. Yeah. Which is because um, I look at Toronto and I see so many great things that they could do with with Giannis, um, but. The bench for the Bucks, just the whole that that the attitude those guys are playing with. Maybe it was because and I worry about them because it's like, are you, you're playing the Celtics? They're like dead money. You smell the blood, or the blood's in the water. You don't smell the blood. Well, actually, I guess you could. Um, the but the 
listen to me working all the angles here. Um, but like, were they confident because Boston was such a, a bleep show, or is this really them? Like George Hill, actual contributor. I mean, that makes them a, a lot different yeah. to me. I mean, I think I, you know, some guys when they have something dramatic or it's a really bad loss, um, it makes them go into a shell. And sometimes some guys say never again. I think that you know what he what happened in game one. I think Jared Smith caught all the flack, but he damn well knows he should have made those free throws, and uh, and, and Cleveland would have won that game. You know what I mean? So. I think that he's just got to, you know, he's playing with house money. I think they're all playing like that because of Giannis, quite honestly. I mean, that dude is serious. Like, they, I think, I think every, the league needs to, they really, they, they, really, I mean, it's crazy good. <laughs> that dude, they, like, when he came out in that game one and everyone was like, see, this is how you beat him. You just, you know, you got Al Harford. He can move his feet and he's big and you just make a wall and blah, blah, blah. Th- th- those were all the things I said, yeah. cuz. Well, you, you went alone. It made sense. It made sense on film, like, in previous playoffs, and you you don't know about the jumper and stuff, so it made sense, but, like... I don't think Boston played him smart at all, but, yeah, but, no, you're but, right. You know, like, he said, the, he, he he proved... said, forget your wall. <laughs> I'm going to come down there. I'm going to bully people. I'm going to do whatever. Like, he does not, like, whatever. He's just going to take whatever he wants, you know? Yeah, he forced the action literally like so he gets the ball, you know, after a rebound or, you know, somebody passes it to him at the, at their free throw line. And he's doing that De'Aaron Fox thing where I'm going to just put the pressure on you. You're going to have to you're going to have to turn me three yeah. times before I stop. And by that time, he's got a head of steam it's and it's over. It's over. Like they they eventually did mark him with like four or five guys. Yeah. You know, on the faster trans transition. But eventually, it's sort of like, yeah, we got to turn this guy three times. Like, what? Um, and it took them forever to figure that out or even execute it. But my God, but all, just the, the force underneath the hoop. They're all playing. I remember there was this one play, and Boston was going on a little run. I believe this was game four. They're coming on a little run. And Eric Bledsoe, like, he had missed a shot that he should have made. He comes back the next time, and he just, like, takes a baseline. Kyrie was there, and then he just shouldered him, like, two or three power dribbles. Shaq, like, took him under the hoop and made a layup and then looked at I was like, dude, these guys <laughs> do not respect you whatsoever. <laughs> they think that they are the best team in the league, and they are going to try and punk everybody who stands there hey hey one more funny Kyrie thing that he did so like after the game uh, uh was game five or they yeah they, they lost in five game five he goes in like the game is five seconds yeah. from ending and he is standing a good 15 feet away from any teammate yeah. and he walks across to the bucks and starts giving yeah. them just like way too much dap and all of his teammates kind of just let him go do yeah. it on his own and I mean, just stuff like that, man. It's it's clear he's he's out of there. But um, so I don't know about Middleton. Like he had an entire unimpressive season after so many years of consistency, and sort of got moved around in that offense. Um, but he's looked great. And I, and I so uh, watching him closer, 
I think that I think you may be looking at a little too much to the fantasy glass. I, th- I think he, I think he's I think he's fine. You know, I, I think he's fine. I, 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 I he he. It's not even the fantasy. Well, I mean, his steals dropped in half. So I mean, it's not. It's like scheme, maybe at best that he, you know, didn't get the number he is so consistent like this guy's numbers you could just put him in with pen like for years and something happened this year and i don't know what it is but he looks a little quicker so i don't know maybe he had a little draymond green you know going on where you know he got really super ready for the playoffs i i I don't know he's been great and we've been huge fans and he's you know we're we're chris middleton people here (laughs) but yeah yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of, it's not found money, but it's it's huge because not only is it him, it's Bledsoe's playing pretty good. Um, man, Bledsoe with some of those blocks. Man, you got an athletic team there. Yeah. When when you got your point guard running around doing that stuff. And they're, they're, they're good. Brooke Lopez can fire away. I mean, they got a lot going for them. Um, I don't know how. Lopez can shoot the ball a hell of a lot better, you know? Like that was a like he can. Boston was lucky that he was off, you know, because if he was on, this would have been they would have been like you know thirty five point blowouts at halftime every game, you know. Well, I think this is a good time to pivot because I'm going to ask you a question that's going to filter right into Golden State Houston, which plays tonight. Yeah, um, and we've sort of buried five million leads here because the, the playoffs are so yeah. great. Um, and it's and it's worth it to to both laugh at Kyrie and give the Bucks their due. I, I think it's top of the show, and maybe this is a reflection of our of our pre show planning, uh, how we do things around here. Um, but the the Rockets and the 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 Warriors are coming up, and the Bucks, like you know, if they can make it past whoever they face yeah. uh, in the next round, you know, you're, you're looking at how do they stack up against the Warriors is always a question people ask. How they stack um, You got no great, KD. Yeah. Possibly, I mean, so that changes things. Brooke Lopez is the one that comes to mind because, you know, he he could possibly be played off the floor if the Warriors did that right. Um, but you know, I was watching him, and I don't think he's as much of a liability yeah. as you know it would seem because there's Giannis yeah. also on the floor. Yeah. It kind of covers up for a lot of the lateral quickness issues, and and Brooke played really tough i thought yeah in in many respects so um what do you think about them bucks you're gonna take them against uh either toronto or philly i am i am i'm taking them i'm taking them uh i'm taking them to to, to actually win the whole thing i don't um, i've pinned i've pinned my hopes on toronto and and there's a bunch of toronto raptor fans that are gonna tell me i'm crazy i just don't don't believe in the rest of those guys i thought i thought this last game um six was um indicative indicative. you just can't (laughs) and i thought i thought they were gonna win because like if game five if it was another case of just Kawhi going off and that's why they won by 20 i would have said okay philly's got a chance but the fact that toronto had got everybody going I was like, okay, they're going to go into Philly and win this game six because they got everybody else rolling now. Nope. They go right back into the shell. <laughs> they get on the road. They go right back into the shell. So I think I, I would put money on them to win game seven, but I just don't 
I, 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 they're too they're too inconsistent against this Bucks team. These these Bucks are not playing around, and they they're not going to be in, they're not going to have another game one letdown. Well, Trust. Well, let's stay in let's stay in yeah, the East. Stay- actually, let's go into this thing because um and 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 if you haven't had a chance, um our lead team writer, Mike Pasador. And I say that slowly because he says on Twitter, his name's Mike Pandador (laughs) and his nickname there to four has been the Panda. So he is Panda. He's been Panda for three years as he's worked with us over at Hoopball. He is maybe, I mean, he's cranking out stuff. I I would put next to Zach Lowe's stuff like any day of the week, Uh, his insights on this series. So go check it out at Hoopball, hoop-ball.com. The, the, the quality of the article in, in the breakdown of this series is just really, really good. Um, there seems to be with Toronto, like the common overpassing, um, just the passiveness. And, and, you know, Kyle Lowry seems to be a barometer of sorts when he's aggressive and playing smart. They're way better, almost you know, a, not a guaranteed win, but a pretty damn close guaranteed win because you know what you're getting out of Kawhi. Yeah. Um, but the he he like last night, and I haven't gotten to watch the um, film as closely as I would have liked. I did get to watch it all. Uh, man, that guy's just a, it's a classic move when you start losing your athleticism to just try to draw fouls all the time. And some of his stuff in key uh, possessions, you know, trying to draw a foul on a fast break, you know, with that sort of like up move when you're um, just trying to get into the shooting motion after you've created contact on the run. Uh, that seems to be his go-to, but um, Philly gets the win. I didn't think they'd hold on to the rope. Yeah. They, they got issues on their end, um, but they, um, they got a good crowd. They do. I give them that. I mean, like that, 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 that they just sort of like punched Toronto yeah. in the face <clears throat> and so much you were you were mentioning um in the Boston series, I forget exactly who you were talking about, but it just reminded me like when you get punched in the face, how do you respond? Like are you completely bewildered or you know, do you um you know, do you actually like just sort of, you know, get things figured out real quick? And in Philly they just punched Toronto in the face and it just sort of never never fixed itself for them. Um I think Toronto's the better team. That's my opinion. Um but a one game thing, man. I, anything can happen in one game, right? So, yeah. Um, what what are what are your thoughts on the series, and and where are you going with the prediction for game well, seven? You know, we, we talked last week about Kyle Lauer, so again, I'm disappointed in him um, because they really just if they could just because I think Siakam's playing really well. It wasn't his best moment last game, but I think he's playing and uh, playing well enough. And I think you know. Marcus Hull could be being, be playing better on offense, but it's a lot to ask to to body up Joel Embiid every single minute you're on the floor. So I I'll he, give him a, a slight. He, he's passing up. I, I can't pa- I can't give him a pass <clears throat> because he's passing up wide open threes, and Philly now knows it. Yeah. Or maybe they've known it for a while, but they're they're cutting off of every action. Garrett, it's like they know he's not going to shoot I'm that three. Cons- yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I'm more concerned when he's passing up the aggressive move when Tobias Harris is on him. That's where I don't want to give. It. I'll, I'll give him. 
Well, he's doing both of them. You can't do well, both. Well, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, the three, but the three, I'll give him a pass because he is not gonna. He doesn't have his legs. I mean, you know, he, he's 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 expending too much energy. So I'll I'll actually go as to say it's maybe smart not to shoot um, as many threes. But he can't allow Tobias Harris to cover him. He just can't. Not not under um, within eight feet. But um, I just. You know, they're just this buck. I mean, and it speaks, I think, a little bit more to the Bucks than I think it does to them that they're just playing too consistently. They play too hard. They play too smart. And I just, I just don't know that Toronto has these big lapses where sometimes they last the whole game. Sometimes they're a quarter, and you're just not going to be able to do that against Milwaukee. I mean, these guys are for real. They, um, the Raptors also have the problem of just sort of like having really bad shooting nights, you know, nine for 36 yeah. from three. Um, and I'll say, I will say this though, like some of Kawhi's misses in that game were halfway down oh, yeah. and out. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, there's a little bit of luck in there. He went 0 for 4, Gasol 0 for 3, um, Ibaka 0 for 3 from deep. Yeah. Let's- Danny Green, two was, of eight. And that's kind of the Danny Green experience, no matter yeah. what. Um, I, I was pretty uh, disappointed with Ibaka, too, because he, you can definitely tell that he let that trickle into the rest of his game, you know? And he'll do that. And when he's active, they're a whole different they're a whole different ball game. When he's, like, really active, whether he's playing really well on offense or not, it really puts them in a different dimension. And when he, when he has these games where he lets his shooting – you know, then he starts walking around and they're not really doing anything. They're just a really pedestrian team. So, I got two numbers that stand out for you that are really interesting. So, uh, Joel Embiid plus forty in in Game Six <laughs> in the plus minus. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Mike Scott plus twenty nine, yeah. and uh, he went four of five and hit three trays. He seems to be the answer. For Philly, as far as the bench goes, he's um, playing really hard too. None of the bigs. He's playing really tough on D, and I like the way he's mixing it up on the glass too. Actually, nice yeah, hit. yeah. It's it, I was thinking that same exact thing. I was because like he's got the rep, obviously, and um, but sometimes like you know, I don't know what year it is in, in the league for him. Is like six or seven, maybe. Um, but sometimes they do yeah. click in, you know, and, and, you know, you got your reputation and then it's all of a sudden this guy's average now and nobody picked up on it. Um, he seems to be the guy that, you know, especially if you're going to play Gasol a lot, um, you know, play Gasol and Ibaka, um, you know, you could beat those guys on the perimeter with a Mike Scott. Yeah. And um, I'm going to take the Raptors and I've been laying money into them for the, uh, you know, the the overall just because the odds are good. Um so I'm going to take them to advance past the Sixers, but uh, it sounds like you're going to take the Bucks against either team. Yeah, I'm taking if they I'm also advance. taking Toronto. I'm just going to go with the home the home team. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking them riding the Bucks, but I'm riding the Bucks. That scares me. I don't have anything on them, and that scares me because <laughs> because guys, you've been right once, and you're usually we'll, right. So we'll see uh, about the, the West, but let's why, why don't we pivot on to. Uh, uh, our friends in Golden State and Houston. Sure, yeah. Um, well, what, 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 where do you want I mean, to pivot I, to? I, I, am, I was... <laughs> you sound like you got something to say. Let's, I let's thought, hear it. And you could tell me where I'm wrong and the rest of the basketball world could tell me where, where I'm wrong. I 
I got. I thought that was, as far as James Harden goes, that was the most cowardly performance I think I've ever seen <laughs> from the best player on a team. I mean, you're talking this dude. Every they've changed. The, they they make basketball to where every single player on the court just stands there and watches you. You never move without the ball. If you pass it to somebody and they need an outlet, you just move closer to half court and just hold your hand up. You don't do, you don't play any defense. So when they need you the most mm. now, now is the time you're going to move the ball around. Really? Really James? But now you're going to take one shot with eight minutes left. Like I, I was, I mean, I, I, you know, people get upset when you say, Oh, this is heroic or this is that for sports. I mean, we're just talking sports here, but that was a cowardly, he abandoned, he completely abandoned his team. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I would not. Even, if I was on the Rockets, I wouldn't speak to him. You know, for the rest of the season, he abandoned his. Team. I thought, um, and you know what? It's it's funny because like I was sort of into the game, not really like focusing on James Harden in that fourth quarter. Um, he, I, I was, I would think I was so. I was actually more more fired up over his first quarter, like. You're you're in this huge game, and he missed about four box outs. <laughs> he didn't get back on defense because he was complaining to the yeah, ref yeah. a couple times. And then within this, it was about like a six-possession stretch where he allowed Golden State, when they were pretty much in control of the game, the Rockets were at that time, he allowed Golden State to get all their confidence and to jump up by about 10 just on pure laziness, like the kind of stuff that you just you you see it on Shackton or you see it on you know whatever highlight that's pointing out you know this guy's not trying. Right. Something weird must have happened with him. Like he's been weird in this series, and we've talked about like that they need, or at least I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show quite as much, but like on Twitter, it's like. These guys need to push the pace. Like Houston or James yes. Harden is slowly dribbling the ball. The Warriors got no bench, and they got no bench. Yeah, I know, what? I know. There's Run. that. There is there is that one little thing there. Um, they Run. like he's like he's like he's that cocky dude you play with. That's like I got to strut a little bit before I start yeah. my set. And that for him, that his strut is to just stand there and dribble the ball really slowly, and and then he's like, "Oh, Andre Iguodala, okay, well let's get you nice and positioned right in front of me." And they, hey, you know what, you other four defenders, I want you to shade towards me as much as possible. Now I'm going to start yeah. my set, and yeah. it's just like I mean, we've all played with that guy who's like, you know, got to like get the ball and then just dribble it up at the top of the key, you know, for ten seconds before he starts yeah. anything. Yeah. That's him. Um, I think everybody else, though, wants to push the yeah. pace. You see, if the ball doesn't go to Harden after yeah. a rebound or or a made bucket, those guys, Chris Paul, yeah, Eric they're Gordon, right. they're all looking yes. up the court. Yes, they they are it's, challenging. They they it's it's clear as day that Steve Kerr has absolutely no faith in his bench. <laughs> so these oh these, yeah yeah and they because they don't want to run at all. At all. So it, it only makes sense. <laughs> but now, now, now they, there's, there's this big lead that right. we've been burying is right. Kevin Durant. Right, right. Like, first of all, that looked like an Achilles. Oh, yeah. 
It really did. I, I even like, oh my I said god! That I, I, told, I, I was texting with my buddy, and I was like, I just don't think. And, and Charles said it too. I was like, I just don't think they want to say it right now. But because usually a muscle, and I've I've done it calf too. Like usually muscles, they pull on the explosive motion. So the fact that he took those steps was what was concerning. You know, you know that's what was really yeah, concerning. So I just figured like he tore it, the, and they didn't put him out from the presser or anything. So I was like, he just tore his Achilles, and like they're just like they're just they're just gonna deal with it tomorrow. You know, I, I was certain, I was absolutely certain that that was gonna wake up and that was gonna be the uh, call. So that's that's a good thing for uh, for for him and, and I guess for them too. But uh, you know, I, anybody that's pulled a calf knows that thing don't they don't get right for a long time. Well, yeah, it's, it's not like um, anything you can no, push through. You cannot. So you cannot. Um, I've kind of wondered, like, is he going to be, you know, sneaking on the floor for game seven somehow? But that doesn't seem like it's happening. He's already been ruled out. But, yeah. you know, um, he couldn't anyway, because n- now you got a much of a liability. It's, 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 yeah, it's exactly. Because of the free agency. Yeah. Well, even it's, just on the floor, he just won't be able to play any defense and he won't. He, his shot, he's not going to have any lift. I mean, it's, you don't trust it. He, you won't. He won't be able to well, trust and, him for about for, for about a month, and even then, it'll be it'll be safe. And you, you said the key word too is defense. What I've been wondering is how is the de- the defense for Golden State going to look without Kevin Durant sort of flying around yeah. everywhere and just giving them length? And um, I mean, you do have some. I mean, they're not offensive lineups, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> might not even be defensive lineups. You know, with the Sean Livingston's, um, you know. Kevin Looney has had a great game in, in game five. Um, I mean, the whole series, he's done his job, you know, so, which, which is, I don't know that you go and you look at Kevin Looney and say, he's like a game changing defensive player. Um, no, but he's, he's big and long, but he's, he's, you know, guy that, you know, he's a rim protector and he, he's going to scoop up the boards, but he's not going to switch out on Harden and be in a good spot. That's for sure. <laughs> No, and, and and back to the depth issues. You know, you just took a guy that's taken forty minutes, and now you got to find replacement minutes for those. And so we get the thing that you know everybody sort of wants is more Steph on the ball, um, less KD ISO. Um, so we're gonna get to see can Steph, who's struggled a little bit, um, can he operate this offense and and just turn it into what we've seen in the past where. There's just all this open space for all of these other guys to get in there and hopefully stick some shots. Um, Houston, on the other hand, they get, um, you know, with James Harden, they get, you know, that one last guy to go up against. And I kind of wonder, you know, what kind of series this is going to be. I'm looking at the over for uh, these two teams and um, thinking that you take some defense off the floor for Golden State and you might – get a little bit more offense out of Steph and, and company, but you do lose KD. Uh, he has been making just a lot of tough and easy shots and tough shots that he's making look easy as well. It's, um, you know, what are they, where are they going to get their offense, you know, replacing his however many points per game he's been scoring in the playoffs. So uh, what, where do you think this series goes um, here I in game six? Two things got to happen. I think that, um, contrary to what I'm hearing, I think the Warriors got to win the North. I think they got to win Game Six. I think if it goes back to Game Seven, like in these kind of situations, the better team is gonna. The longer things go, 
it's kind of like a game that goes into overtime. Yeah, longer things go, mm-hmm. the 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 more likely the better team is going to win. And can can I jump in on your point real quick here? I've had when I've been looking at this from a betting perspective. First of all, Houston for all the stupid things James Harden's been doing, they've been competitive against yeah. the spread. Um, and so, like, for example, it was like Houston plus six the other night in Golden State. The home team usually gets three points. What the betting markets are saying is that Golden State's three points better than, than Houston sort of yeah. straight up. I don't think that's the case. I think these two teams prior to the KD injury were, like, right. really close. And so back to your point of the better team you know, as you drag things out, I, I mean, you're saying that Houston's a better team. Well, yeah, right? without KD, they are. But you know, because and I think, and 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 I I think what you said was, I'm glad that you said it. The defensive side of the floor is where I think the Warriors really are going to suffer. Offense, if they can get back back to their ball and player movement offense, I I, I think they're going to be okay on that side. I mean, and and so for me, to me, this is about Steve Kerr. He's got to play some people. Like, you can't expect Steph and them to come out. I mean, or, or maybe you can. I, I mean, I think whatever he does, he's got to blow his wad for this game six, you know? Unless it looks like Houston's just on fire. That's a, some excellent visualization. Yeah, 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 I, I try. I try. <laughs> but he's got to – He's. I think he's got to try and win this game. And, like, if that means – I mean, you got to have faith that Quinn Cook could play five minutes. You know, like that. You've. Got- I don't know. He might be. He might be distraught because you know the KD injury. Now I'm just you playing. Can, you certainly um, can play McKinney more than he's played. Um, five five minutes for McKinney. Yeah, he game. can't do that. Like I, I'm sorry, but he's got to play more minutes. And I don't know. And, and I think that you know people have coaches have they are slaves to this theory about you know putting big guys in against small arms like well if you know if we put bogan in there we put uh, nene in there they're just going to get switched out and, and everyone's going to score it's like it's not like james harden and steph curry and durant are shooting 95 percent against centers i mean they do miss you know you you have to at some point get have some faith in a guy let him get out there Ooh. and if he you know he sometimes he'll stand up to the challenge and sometimes he won't you know but you can't just I mean, is McKinney the guy, though? I mean, is, like, you know, you're looking at this minutes distribution that you got 40, 32, 44, 33, and 45 for the uh, the Hamptons 5 lineup. Is that the Hamptons 5 lineup? Andre Iguodala starting. I don't know if that's Hamptons. Um, yeah, he's Hamptons. Uh, yeah, that's I – I forget the nickname sometimes. Um, but so, okay, you take out Katie's 32 minutes out of that. Like, McKinney's almost got to be the guy, right? Otherwise, it's Jarebko. And they gotta they gotta wheel him out there too, but but Kenny's gotta play a lot. He's gotta play, and he's fine. I, I, like twenty plus I, yeah, minutes. I don't understand at least. sometimes when he when they take him out. I, I think that he's playing perfectly fine. He's a he's a good defender, and he's 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 not afraid. He takes the open shots that he's given, and then he'll he'll yank him out. He'll never get back in. So you gotta go, McKinney. I think you gotta get Jarebko in there. I think you're good because because I don't know that Livingston and maybe getting back to the old offense. Maybe Livingston will play better, but I'm not betting on it. I think he's just his body has hit a wall, and he just I think he's just done for as a player. You know, I just don't think he's any good anymore. And and so I I don't know that he will be better, 
but you've you've got to find some some significant minutes um and i'm sure livingston will play but you got to find some significant minutes for steph to get some rest and for clay to get some rest so i mean he's gonna have to get some he's gonna have to go to his bench you know but i but i'm i would go all in on game six and then if you somehow don't get that you just got to hope for the crowd to lift you but um I think if they don't get game six, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, that crowd at Oracle is not what it That's once cool. was. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, it could be that last game at Oracle. And uh, that in of itself, for anybody in Northern California, knows just sort of what that is. Um, man, what a great series. And, and, and we haven't even gotten to the best series what's your, what's of the playoffs yet. What's your prediction there? Ooh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna. I I, I'm so on the fence with this. Like, uh, I probably. I'm gonna go. I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Houston. I just like. It's. It feels like a terrible bet. I'm actually gonna go Warriors tonight to 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 finish the series off. I'm gonna say Warriors set Mm. because I just their mental. I mean, between James Harden and Chris Paul. I mean, you, you got some mental midgets out there that just are looking for, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. They, they just are not, they're not leaders. They're not leaders at all. And, and I don't know what D'Antoni is doing out there. I mean, just, I mean, you, you when, 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 uh, when Kevin Durant went down, they had four timeouts and it was eight, like 15 left. I'm like, D'Antoni, you've got to bring this home. You let them go on all sorts of runs, get comfortable. I mean, you have four timeouts with eight minutes, dude. Use them. Use them. <laughs> what are you doing out there? You know, he's just watching the show. So I, I just, yeah, he, he's letting them just go. Like, and 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 that's, I just, it's a stars league. I get it, but like that philosophy of just letting the stars go. I mean, he let Harden and, and Chris Paul sort of just like drive into the teeth of the defense just because they wanted to see yeah. if they could. You know, for the first couple games and. There's there's this sort of like we we don't want to like give them the timeout, you know we don't want to give them that satisfaction that we had yeah. to cry uncle for a second, and then and then you see you know like I think it was uh I forget which it was a, maybe yeah no it was Nick Nurse Nick Nurse made a good timeout it's like you could tell he didn't want to call that timeout in the first quarter against Philly because you know that crowd was going to get nuts and it sort of establishes at the beginning. <clears throat> the tone of the game is like, okay, you have the the momentum now. We're gonna seed this instead of like if you like he called a timeout when they went yeah. down eight, and he he could have waited and you get two more buckets. It's a four point game. You didn't give the crowd their little tasty morsel of joy. You know the the game is the the die is not yeah. cast yeah. so to speak. Um, you know, and and of course they didn't win that game, but they did come back right after the timeout and just you know sort of like okay now it's an even yeah. game again. Um, some coaches don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, I'll take Houston just because I think they're the better team right now. Um, it doesn't feel good at all. So don't take my advice. Um, this other series, this other series, my God, that five overtime game. It was five, right? I, I lost track <laughs> a lot. I watched every second of them though. What a game! Yeah, I watched. It felt like. Um, you know, everybody's making the Avengers Endgame comparison, which, by the way, I saw oh, yeah. the movie. I'm not a comic you're not spoiling it. I, I was like Clay. I didn't walk out, and I was a little tired from a, a long week mm-hmm. of work. But I, um, 
I do not understand what everybody's saying with, you know, like the greatest you movie of all time type stuff. Oh, is that what people are saying? I thought I thought people were disappointed in it. No, I don't think they're saying no, 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 no. They're they're basically at least in you know the circles that I frequent on Twitter. They're they thought it was really really good and <clears throat> it was um and like people they they were saying that they were crying in the movie. All this stuff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and I was that was there while people were crying too because I was on like opening night, um, you know, or whatever night, and it was a packed house, and you know there were people crying. I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the people were comparing the series or the game to that movie because the movie was so long and the game was so long. It felt like five different movies of a game occurred within the game. Um, they're so evenly matched, man. Like, yeah. I, I watch these two teams, and I I really just don't know on a night to night basis. I don't think I've been betting the uh, the sides very much. Um, I have been betting the totals. I feel like these are two pretty capable offensive teams that you know generally want to push, and the number's been really low, so I've been just hitting the over a lot. Yeah. Um, but like, I I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to say coming out of Game Six, other than. It's just that whichever team is going to make more plays. I know that's like really easy to fall on and, and lean back on, but like they're not kind of stopping each other. I don't see any great defensive presences in this series. I mean, Gary Harris has done a great job on Damian Lillard. Yeah, um, Damian. But that's not stopping. Yeah, I think in a couple of those games, Damian was searching for step backs when he should. Like last night, I thought he did a much better job of taking what they gave him. Um, you know, but he, I think some of his shots that this was, I think game five was maybe the worst game I've seen him play in this playoffs as far as decision making went on his, on, on his shots. I thought he was really just looking to hit these home runs and, you know, lift his team when they really just need, needed, a, they needed points. They didn't need the points to happen in a spectacular way. They just needed points. So, um, but, but that's a, had a lot to do with Gary Harris though. Yeah, you know, Gary Harris, some of his stuff is like, man, it's it's really good to watch on film. Like, uh, just the, the angles he's playing, and then offensively, he's just done a lot of good yeah, kind yeah. of won't show up in the box score stuff with yeah, cuts. Yeah. Like, there was one play where, you know, he got the ball, and I forget, forget who was closing out on him, but he knew that once he passed back to Jokic, that because the guy had overextended himself on the closeout, that he had the cut. And just by that little bit of having the cut, Cantor had to take a step back, retreat, and Jokic at that point had enough airspace to drain his little 18-footer. And it's it's those little plays. Like, you know, some people would not cut. You know, they're like, I'm not an interior scorer. I don't, you know, I don't do that. And, you know, he, he does that and, and good things happen. Um, CJ McCollum's been great. Zach Collins last oh, night was... Um, I'm a big yeah, Zach Collins fan. He, I was he, big on him coming into the league and from draft day every i mean I, i'm a big i'm a big zach collins guy so i i believed i believed him to a fault all year long in fantasy um and then there was times in the last series where he just sort of disappeared um just like completely yeah. disappeared you know um Actually, not not in the last series. Pardon me. And this this is fantasy kicking in. During the last six of the games, when I relied on him for a six game stretch, he uh, like ran away from the basketball. It really bugged me. Um, 
he looks like he wants to fight people, and he he and Jokic have been going at it. He needs to Um, go at it with. I mean, not and Cantor's been doing a good job, but he's so much more athletic than Cantor. Um, It's a really good. It's a really good other look. And actually, I thought you know, and I've I've killed this guy pretty much his entire career, but I think actually Myers Leonard when he's been in there against Jokic is actually also doing a really good job of not necessarily stopping him, but making him like make basketball moves and making him do something that he doesn't want to do. And that's really all you can do with a great player is just make him do something that he doesn't want to do. You know? And I think that they're all, I think that all three of those, but particularly Collins and uh, Myers Leonard are doing a really good job with that. Yeah, it's it's a game within a game that's really interesting just because on the other side of it, it's not like Jokic is wilted. I mean, he's completely dominated and played a ton of minutes. And so you have these other bigs for Portland, Cantor, everybody you mentioned, you know, Collins and, and Leonard are really playing well. And that's what that's why this series is so great is like everybody's playing really well. And goodness gracious. It's it's <laughs> contagious. You know, CJ McCollum's been outstanding. <laughs> you know, we didn't mention the last series. I'm going to kill myself if we don't. Eric Gordon's been outstanding, oh, too. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, and it's, so, I mean, you just look at that series, the fact that it's going seven was not a surprise at all. I don't even know. I mean, I would presume, especially in like a, um, you know, when do they turn around and play? It's Sunday. So, yeah. They played last night, so they're actually getting two days yeah. off, and I would imagine Portland will travel early to Denver to get assimilated to the, um, the altitude there. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a tough call. I'm going to take Denver. They're the home team. Yeah. Probably the better team. Yeah, keeper for um, sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's the way to go, I think. And And... And, and then it sort of begs the question, we'll probably tackle this on the next podcast, but like, can either team compete against a Rockets team that, you know, has all the issues that we've just basically said? Yeah. Or Golden State, who might not have Durant? Yeah, I think that definitely Houston. I'm pro- probably, I'm, I'm inclined to take either of these teams over Houston, over either team. I don't, I don't think that, not, I don't think the Warriors can get out of the West without Kevin Durant. You know, I just don't think the depth's there. Even if they're able to manufacture a win tonight, I don't know that they'll be able to. I don't know that Steve Kerr feels that he could ride this bench, you know, for two more series. If it, especially with all the, I mean, this is year five of extra games deep into the thing. I mean, these guys are exhausted. So I, I, I don't think. I think I would take definitely over. Either Houston or the Warriors. I think that I think that I, I like whoever comes out of this to go. Actually, I, I've, I've lost all. Cr- and it's I've crazy because like maybe I'm maybe I'm overdoing it, but I've lost all faith in Houston. Absolutely, I have no. I have it's, lost. it's crazy. Like you, you could pick it based on the deve- the development of the events. Like you could take almost like five different teams right now to yeah. win it all and and make a convincing argument or at least say. It's not ridiculous, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto, Milwaukee, hell, if Philly gets in, they got a puncher's chance. If they get it, you know, sure. It, it, yeah, it, it, I, I wouldn't 
put any money on them, but they got a puncher's chance. And in the West, you got all four teams. I mean, Portland, if Portland somehow makes it to the finals, that's just a crazy development in the world of the Did NBA. You, we could have a um, Milwaukee. We could have a Milwaukee Portland final. Like, like that's like that's like nineteen. 19- 70s, you know, Oscar Robertson and Bill Walton battling it out. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully he calls the series. Um, I think that's going to do it for us because I know you got to run. Um, follow us online at www.hoop-ball.com where you can get all of your cousin brew that you would ever want. And then on facebook.com slash KOZANDBRU show and on Twitter, twitter.com slash KOZANDBRU show. Another one's in the books. Peace. Peace.